Okay, question. Can we handle a relapse? Before we get into that question and topic, first want to just share uh, a testimonial from our Shattered to Thriving course. And we have a couple who is um, who reached out and he shared that he and his wife went through the second module, <clears throat> excuse me, which is about disclosure. And he said it was so hard. It was so tough. And he was really like, it was kind of gut-wrenching is really where he went. But he said, since then, even though it was hard, we see how good it was for us because now we're into the module on connection, which has, which has been amazing. And so as a couple, they're both like really motivated um, and, and relieved, I would say, that they've been able to go through each module. So um, really happy about, uh, about the results that they're getting from uh, that course, Shattered to Thriving. You know, to just go along with what you just said, Kobe, um, you know, what we put in there is not fluff. It's not, hey guys, this is the easy stuff. We put in there real stuff, a real process of healing and healing can be painful and it can be hard, but it also, the, the dividends are, are, are awesome. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's, I love to hear that the process is working. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. Especially I'm, when someone says they're in pain, but it's good. <laughs> I'm all about that. Yeah, because we're feeling it too, right? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Um, and I do love hearing your feedback. So thank you guys for those of you who have sh um, finished this first group of the course and who are giving us feedback of what you loved and what was hard and what you worked through. So it's fun. Um, for those of you who are waiting, you there's been lots of you saying, hey, when are you going to re-release re this program? We're going to, and we're going to do it for you guys. And special uh, discount for you listeners using the code HOLIDAY, all caps, over at shatteredtothriving.com. You will get that discount and um, get the program that you're desperately wanting. So if you want to keep listening here, um, go ahead. We're still here, guys. We're still here. Let's get started. Awesome. Okay. So can we handle a relapse? Um, get questions about relapse all the time. For sure. And I think it's important, you know, we, we've done this for uh, how many episodes now? Over a hundred. And we've talked about relapse a ton and, and what lust is and all those things. But it's important that you understand what relapse is. Um, you know, and it, it's important to understand relapse and it's important to understand what, what needs to be disclosed and what doesn't need to be disclosed for a relapse. You know, it's possible for a couple to actually thrive after relapse. I know that sounds crazy. It's, I, I'm not saying that relapse isn't painful and you know, it doesn't hurt, but a couple can thrive after relapse. You're also not saying where I know this can go, I'm going to, cause it will breed this. I want to foster <laughs> growing moments. I'm just going to go ahead and relapse. Which we've heard that too. Yeah, check your <laughs> denial at the door, right? <laughs> uh, don't, don't use this as an excuse to say, oh good, I can go relapse. Um, cause absolutely not. Relapse is not, it's not awesome. And, but, but it, it is a learning opportunity. It's a growth opportunity and it can move you forward if you have certain things in place to be able to move forward. Um, 
so let's talk about the bad before we talk about how it can work. Okay. Um, things, Kobe, I'm sure you hear this all the time. I hear it all the time. Well, I don't want to tell her because it'll hurt her. It'll do more harm than good right now. I mean, we're kind of in a, a an okay spot. Yeah, I've heard the, the holidays are coming up. Uh, or I know she has this really stressful thing at work. or And so I just, you know, I'm just going to keep this one to myself. Um, it was just a little slip thing and going to minimize it down so I can justify not disclosing it. For sure. I used that. I used all of that in my relapses like always okay so going really well i don't want to burden her because i'm out of town and you know if i tell her that it'll be really hard okay so something to understand is that the damage done to the relationship is more about the denial and the lying than it is about the infidelity the wound itself yeah the end of infidelity hurts and it's not helpful to the relationship obviously but the trust being shattered happens by all of that justification and all of that lying and all of that omitting um, and it creates a scenario in the re- in the relationship where the partner doesn't know what they don't know. They mm-hmm. just don't trust. They how can they trust? Um, so, is there a time when not disclosing is appropriate in recovery? I'm curious. Well, we already talked about it. <laughs> well, yeah, we did. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that. Um, there's never a time where the betrayal of trust or an action of relapse that compromises safety and trust should be withheld. I the love ti- the way you said that, Kobe. Yes. The, the timing of it is, I think, really, really important because the timing of it can um, really aid the process, that, like the learning process of it. So it's not a matter of if but it's a matter of when. And I would put an asterisk next to that, that when, saying within 24 hours. Okay, okay. As, and at least that's the rule to operate against. There's gonna be exceptions you know, all the time, but that's what I would say. Okay, um, I, I love the way you said that, and I can't uh, repeat the way you said that, but it made a lot of sense. <laughs> Rewind and <laughs> listen, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's, you gotta ask yourself this question. Am I not telling them because, like really, because of them, because I'm, I'm being kind? Or am I not telling them to protect me? And the chances are you're are, are you're you're not telling them to protect you, and you're making the excuse that it will it will hurt them. Yeah. So that's why you're not telling them. Um, so what needs to be disclosed? I would say every relapse needs to be disclosed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why it's important to get really clear about what relapse is. Um, together as a couple, you know, like, look, these things are, are considered relapse. So these things need to be disclosed to me. Um, and it comes down to that flow chart that you, you yeah, share, yeah. right. Um, where usually it leads to, to being open and being honest and, uh, but, but there are li- little nitty gritty things throughout the day that aren't relapse that you don't need to come out of fear and anxiety to, to make sure that you're being an honest person, disclose everything that you ever thought throughout the day. Yeah. Those I think are the ones that can do more damage because it's like, Oh my gosh, we're never going to get over this. If I know yes. that you're having a million thoughts about this thing, then there's no hope. Yes. And I think that can go both ways. Um, I do want to say when you say like, it's not about the actual acting out a lot of times for most of us who've been betrayed, it's the 
the truth telling or the yes. lying. And that's, I think, why so many can listen to this podcast or come to therapy or group from us and, and doesn't matter what their actual acting out was, the behaviors yes. and the feelings are so similar. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and that's what I would say in so many ways is what betrayal trauma is all about. Right. Betrayal trauma is about betrayal, the act of betrayal, yes. And, and that's betraying partner by compromising safety and trust through action. Yes, yes. It, absolutely. And so the betrayal is goes on and on and on through the secrecy, through the shame, through the lying, through all of those things. So we were talking about earlier, there's a big difference between a person who relapses and they're they're in a white knuckle sobriety mode and a person who relapses in uh in recovery. Yes. Right? Yes. Um what and what's the difference? World's difference. Sure. I, I want to hear what you have to I say. I know. I want to hear what you. Really? I mean, it's more your, this is more your side of the story than mine. Okay. I'll share if you share and I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but this, this perspective from, I just okay, want to be really clear. Okay. You want to see clear. my perspective no, on no, no, you. No, 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 no. Yes. Mine. Yes. Your perspective on me, but I, because there's value in the addicted or the indulgent to hear your perspective okay. from the betrayed on that. Okay. So my, my, I would argue this that um, there are, there's a very different frame of mind when there's relapse in sobriety versus a relapse in recovery. And there is a very different energy that corresponds with that frame of mind. And that has everything to do with it. So what I would say is this, is a relapse in sobriety <clears throat> for me was um, this, this, this grinding, like, vice grip, painful experience of white knuckling that led to relapse and then i was in such shame yes such deep shame i couldn't see anything else but just like how worthless i was but i knew i had to share and disclose and i would come forward in this state of just like <laughs> weakness i would come forward like really small if i came forward when i came forward and i would just spit it out because i knew i had to do it it was just dutiful was dutiful sharing it wasn't like oh man i relapsed it was it was just that's what it was and i wasn't thinking about what i can learn from it i was thinking about how bad it sucks yeah and how much it hurts and how much worse it's going to be when i tell ashlyn so that okay that was the frame of mind that i was in and that was all in the You're, fog of addiction can and the i fog share my point of view on that and then we'll move to the next yeah okay my point of view on that yes very similar i also think back to when we were living in that mm -hmm. we didn't talk about it only when it came up so only mm -hmm. when yes. he would dare come and tell me mm -hmm. which was never around the time it actually happened it For was sure. like usually quite a while it after. was usually like many many days or weeks yes and so just that compounded the Gosh, like he, it wasn't, and I would say that over and over, it's not what you're doing. It's the fact that you keep lying and you right. keep holding it and it just makes it so much worse. Um, yes. So there was that, I think the not talking about it for sure was number one with mm -hmm. us. Um, and then I think, um, oh, I forgot the other one. You know, what's interesting, Ashlyn, and maybe you, you experience this, but a lot of times I'll, I'll hear from, from partners who will say, I knew that they relapsed. Yeah. Um, like I could tell I got home from work that day and yeah, I knew it. And, and it's interesting because 
um, that relapse is they're now in the shame cycle of the addiction cycle. And so they're just starting to detach and disconnect and withdraw and, withdraw and internalize their shame. And so as much as they're trying to just act like everything's okay, the energy is different oh, in yeah. the relationship, right? Oh, and, yeah. And I think he would often show up, and we both did, in our cycles where, you know, he was like, I'm going to clean the house and I'm going to do uh, all yes. this. I'm going to read all my scriptures. Because yeah. I was stuck in the shame cycle. Yes. So it was Addiction. like... I'm going to hurry and pray more. I'm going to show up more and I'm going to look good because holy crap, I feel like crap over here. So I could see it whether I was like really saying this is what's happened. Yes. I knew that energy that you talk about, right. like 100%. Yes. So I you, felt that. So you just identified a big one. And, and Kobe, I think this shifted for you is when you were white knuckling and trying to prove yourself, two things. You were, you were in a fixed mindset, meaning your worth and everything was fixed on whether you were sober or not. So totally. it was a huge crash, you know, devastation when you made that mistake. For sure. Right? Um, the other thing, I'm forgetting. <laughs> the, the other thing is, this is important, I gotta get it. Um, Do you need some focus factor? <laughs> yes. Doing all the things? No. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's that. So, so the other thing is that you, um, a man in, in recovery knows how to surrender and let go and find his self-worth outside of proving that himself. Event. Yes. Ooh, ooh, and ooh. So, so you went into prove yourself mode. I got to show her I'm good enough. I got to show, you know, like I got to, I got to do more in order to be okay. Yeah. And a man in recovery, he'll make a mistake and he'll feel the guilt and he'll feel the pain of that and he'll own it and he'll realize that he is okay exactly where he's at right then. And he'll clean that mess up. He'll deal with the circumstances. He'll deal with the consequences. That's so interesting. Love that. I'm also going to add one more that I noticed was we weren't doing anything about it. So there was no, like, I didn't know that I could be more empowered to say this no longer works for me. Yes. You know, like I have value. And you, you just kind of get mad and yeah. whatever. And, and it was just this vicious cycle of, I'm going to be so mad at you until I don't feel that energy anymore. Yes. And we just kept doing So there was no learning. Yes. From the relapse. And we would. For either of us. So recovery f for you, Ashlyn, and for, for the addicted is when that happens, it's an opportunity for growth and it's an opportunity yeah. for change to happen in your lives to move forward in some way. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I'm going to point out one more thing on my end. I didn't do anything for myself when he relapsed besides get mad at him. Mm -hmm. yes. So I had a lot more control over how I chose to deal with it. I just didn't do right. it. Yet. So yes. that was another thing that helped in recovery was learning. I have a, a role that I can play for myself. Yes, absolutely. And how I take care of myself after. So. Yep. Okay. okay, so now we're going to talk about, again, just that this is the part two, which is what does a relapse look like, relapse look like and feel like in recovery? And 29 months into after specialized, after starting specialized therapy was when I relapsed. And um, I had relapsed and I looked at porn. I hadn't masturbated, but I looked at porn and all of a sudden just like, oh my gosh, what happened? And so I had immediately that night talked with my sponsor and we walked through what that looked like and then within 24 hours could we set that rule up i shared with you and um i had so, so so what that looked like for me personally is i was able to um 
because I knew that my relapse hadn't defined me, I was able to tap into the, to the courage that I actually had within me to say, this isn't define me. So I'm actually going to speak this to my sponsor and I'm going to have the courage to, to be within my integrity, to share it with him um, with the intention of processing it and, and looking at it and learning from it. So I can go to Ashland rather than just saying, throwing up a problem in her lap and saying kind of like, now what do we do? Do you love me? Do you not? It's like, I've, I've processed through it myself and I've identified very specific things that I need to be able to do to help prevent this in future. And I've got to be able to tap into the emotions and the situations below that, that perpetuated it. So we had the conversation and, um, it was, it was a, it was a very surreal moment, um, for me, but I shared, I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly where you were and just shared and, um, it was a really important experience for me because to that point, I don't know if you remember this or not, but to that point, I was still counting months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I was still counting months. Yeah, and I do remember. I, yeah. <laughs> every time I would see um, some, we had some neighbors that were your aunt and uncle. Mm. And every time I saw them, <clears throat> I would always tell them, hey, guess what? You know, month seven and then month, you know, 13. And, uh-huh, right. you know, I would always like, out of shame, like, I'm good enough. I, I promise I'm on month, you know, whatever. And then after that, I realized, oh my gosh, like, that doesn't define me. Why am right. I, why am I tracking that? So, um, there was the, that was the big difference. I think the other thing that from an energy standpoint, like my frame of mind and my energy was being able to walk through that process with the, with the pain of remorse and guilt from what I had done versus when I had relapsed in sobriety. I was in the fog well, of shame. Well, and Kobe, the that pain of remorse and guilt that you feel. Totally normal. So, so you're going, uh, you know, if if you go and you disclose to Ashlyn, um, she, she, you know, once you do that, does that mean that you're okay now? Like you've, you've, you've disclosed to Ashlyn, so so now you, you, you can move on. Right? No, no, that's true. Because no, she's, it doesn't. She's not, the, she's not the dictator of your recovery or the God over your recovery or anything like that. Right. Um, however, telling her is about you, um, getting back in your integrity and clearing things up for you as a man in recovery. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you take that remorse, you take that guilt and, and, and it motivates you to disclose to her, Hey, I got to own this. Um, when you own that and you have guilt and some remorse, but not shame, um, then you can then allow her to, feel what she's going to feel around that to, you can give her space to be upset, to be sad, to be hurt. And you're not going to try to fix it. You're not going to try to change her emotions. You're not going to crumble because she feels emotions. And that, that feels way different when you're in recovery and you come and disclose something that you've done. And she's like, Oh my gosh, like you get why this hurts me so bad. And, and you're connecting to those emotions with me, not using me to feel good enough about yourself because you disclosed mm. or getting all defensive or shut down because I have emotions about you disclosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I think that's so interesting the way you put that because totally. I think sobriety, you shared 
for you were like to my like god like right I'm serious but, when you said that it was like oh it hit me between the eyes right that's how i used to be totally but sharing in recovery without that expectation that she's going to be okay with this yes or it's like it's truly for you yes yeah to Absolutely. say i'm showing up for me this is really why i'm here yes um i think it's a big deal the partner can feel that yeah yes yeah and Let's be honest, like we don't always show up the way we want to. So we can have all the skills of recovery right. and say, I'm going to show up this way. And then it happens right. and everything kind of falls <laughs> out the door. And like, <laughs> when you're in your emotional mind, Oh my mind, gosh, boom. this is yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it was a good, it for us in that moment, you know, it was a big like, okay, look how far we've come. I didn't go to yeah. lashing out and name calling, but I did take time to say this hurts and I need time yes. to sit in this by myself. Like, I don't want to talk through this with you right now. Right. Yeah. And we did come back to like, there are so many differences for us with those that would relapse, um, yes. in recovery and sobriety. Absolutely. And, and Ashton, it sounds like for you to process your emotions, you need, you need space. Yes. And you don't need empathy from him in that moment. It's like, give me some space to process and work through this. And if you're in recovery, Kobe, you're going to say, space? Absolutely. Like, I'm watching the girls tonight. Like, yes, I'm, I'm happy to give that to you. Yeah. If you're in your addiction, you're going to be saying, oh, I'm a good boy. Can't you, wh- why are you leaving me right now? Where are you going? Can't you see that I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting right now because I'm, I relapsed? Right? That's exactly why addiction is the great thief of self-worth mm-hmm. that right there yep. and connection and love to to other people right for sure for sure so can we handle relapse um the question is is we can and it is possible for you who are listening to handle relapse Th- this is tricky with sex addiction it's a, it's a bit trickier than other addictions because you know if i if i'm an alcoholic and I'm sober for three years, and I go get a drink, and I go to my wife, and I'm like, honey, I, I drank last night. She'd probably respond with like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's scary for me, um, but like, let's work through this. If I am sober for three years, and I'm a sex addict, and I go sleep with a prostitute, and I sit my wife down, and I say, hey, honey, I slept with a prostitute last night. It's a little bit different conversation. True. Mm-hmm. Betrayal and and addictive behaviors and relapse are connected with sex addiction. And so it's, it's tricky for a couple to navigate um, relapse with sex addiction because that fidelity, that loyalty, that trust piece in the relationship is so there. Um, and and it's, a tr- it's a tricky thing because it is actually good and healthy for a partner to understand that relapse is a possibility. It's also healthy and good for a partner to understand that they don't have to be okay with relapse. So it's, it's this, this middle ground of like, look, I'm gonna, I can love you still, but I'm still going to have my boundaries and I'm still going to have my recovery to protect myself from your addiction. Right. So I love that. And I think it is important to understand. It was really hard for me to hear that in the beginning. You know, he could relapse was like he he most likely will. Right. And that's really scary to hear, especially in the beginning. Yes. Because it feels very hopeless. Like this will never end. But what I had to understand and what I hope our viewers can understand is that 
when you do know more, you show up different. Yes. Both sides. Indeed. And so it is not the same. And yes. it can be different. And it can be something that you learn and work through. So, um, And recovery is real, which means sobriety is real too. Yeah. So sobriety is a byproduct of, of, of good recovery. So the goal is not sobriety. The goal is showing up as a person who loves yourself, who has peace within yourself and who can connect to your partner. Um, and then sobriety will happen too. Yeah. So, okay. Did you want to share any like ways that people can, or do we, uh, just one, one pointer I'd give is okay. to beforehand, like right now, listening to this episode, hopefully you get together as a couple and you say, Hey, let's make a plan for when this, this, is, this happens. So we're not, we're not planning on this happening, but we're preparing for it. And so when relapse happens, what are the steps that we're going to take? Um, you and know, you both need a plan. You both need a plan. So you need your individual plan and you need your plan as a couple. So as a couple, okay, you, you guys had the 24 hour rule. So within 24 hour, hours, I need you to disclose to me, um, about the relapse. Okay. Um, now, just so you know, in my plan, I'm going to have this self-care piece where I might leave. Okay. So it's, it's really good to know beforehand that this is how it's going to go down. It makes it easier to disclose relapse once relapse happens. Like, okay, we got a process. Um, if it, it, there's a real danger in <clears throat> having the boundary that you can't ever relapse again. And if you do, I'll leave you. Um, what I see most of the time that creates is dishonesty is, oh, well, I can't tell her because she'll just leave me. Um, it relapse is not okay, but what really is your boundary? I think your boundary is probably more around trust and safety and openness and honesty. Um, and you might be to the point where, look, if I get cheated on one more time, I'm out, I'm out of here and that's okay. And you need to follow through with that. But don't have the threat of if you relapse again, then I'll leave you because that just creates no space there for dealing with a relapse. I like that. Um, I'm going to add in uh, Kobe. His, part of our plan is he talks to his sponsor to sort through and figure out what triggered him so that he came to me with like, hey, I've got I've figured out why we have a solution. I'm kind of reevaluating. I've worked my recovery. Yes. This is what I've done this is how I've grown. So yeah. he wasn't coming to me saying, hey, help me fix this. Yes. Because it's not my job. And he already had kind of a plan set out. Um, what I've heard a lot, um, which is, I think, common because our therapists are like they are the people who really can see through, you know, the, the emotional, yeah. yeah, and so I'll often I'll hear, well, it, the plan is talk to my therapist and then tell you. But if you don't see your therapist Sometimes for that, a month, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't really work. That's out. why a sponsor, or a support person, is really yeah. helpful. Yeah. yeah, guys, we are so glad you're here, and we realize this might have um, been hard to listen to for some of you uh, because of the truth that's there. But honestly, um, we share this simply to give hope. We share our experience just to give hope that change is possible and we hope that you can take this and learn and implement change and and grow so thank you for being here if you want people to learn about this podcast and know about it um, you can either share it or you can just go rate and review and that will help people find it so thank thanks you thanks for being here guys see you guys see you again.